to Steam State of Mind, your favorite source for all things Steam education. Steam State of Mind. This isn't just science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. It's a state of mind, a different way to approach education in the classroom. Steam State of Mind. Enjoy these conversations with educators, students, and community members as we explore what it means to be in a Steam State of Mind. Steam State of Mind. <laughs> coming to you from Kettering, Ohio with a STEAM state of mind. Hi, I'm Bern, and I'm really excited about today's episode. Today's episode is something that um, the educational system has established for over 100 years, and I want to tear it down. You want to tear it down. So we're going to talk about tearing down the silos and then how this all kind of... Um, plays into the whole idea of a STEAM state of mind. And maybe we start with, uh, for those who might not know, what, what do you mean by a silo? So what I mean by a silo in the educational world is separating the content into specific areas. And so science is a silo. And even in the high school, the sciences can be torn down even into you know, smaller silos, if you want to say, you know, into biology and physics and that type of thing. But in the elementary level, you know, we have our core silos where you have language arts and you have math and then you integrate if you can, but we usually don't because we have our silos up so strong that basically then there's the, you know, you have science and social studies and then they've built a couple of new silos with social and emotional learning and then you have your art silo and physical ed and you know all of these different silos. so basically each content is viewed as a total separate entity that's been built around its content and not looked in the broader spectrum and and do some teachers think their silos more important than another silo? And can that also cause some problems? <laughs> well, okay. So that can cause problems, but it's not the teachers that I would say are the main, you know, people that focus on which one is more important or which one is, you know, the one that we need to spend the most time on. You know, that's in a lot of cases or is dictated. Taken out of their hands. Yeah is dictated by the district or in some cases by the state. For more information on how long the state of Ohio requires students to complete each grade level, at this time, the state of Ohio requires a student in full day kindergarten and through grade six, they must attend 910 academic hours each year. For grades seven through 12, the students must participate in 1,001 hours per year. Now back to the podcast. You know, um, let's just talk about the standardized testing is that, you know, in the elementary, you know, K through four, you know, really focuses just on the reading and math. And so, I mean, I know some districts that that is what they focus on and if we get to the science silo or if you get to the social studies silo okay good that was just an extra but you're going to focus on reading skills and math skills that's what the focus is on 
And then in Ohio, um, in fifth grade, they finally had the science silo, but, you know, tested. Other than that, you know, that is, you know, I wouldn't say the teachers Mm -hmm. say theirs is more important. I would say that the administrators or the people who dictate what the teachers are doing in the classroom. And how they're tested. And how they're tested, basically, yeah. Well, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, uh, you're you're an elementary coach, a coach at the elementary level. Let's back up and why why is STEAM? Why does it fit so perfectly into that kind of elementary atmosphere that we have in our schools? Why is it such a good place, such a good fit? Well, I think when you're talking about the in the elementary, most elementaries, at least through K through four. Um, they are, they're not departmentalized yet. You know, this, the teacher is with the child all day. And the teacher's able to be flexible with the time. Now, I know that, you know, there's schedules and stuff like that, but the teacher can have some flexibility. And so if a, you know, if a teacher wants to do an integrated PBL, um, they will have, they have the time to be able to um, do that integration. As but when you move into the middle schools or in high school and some of the fifth grade um, teams, you know, they are much more siloed. You know, you have the bells, <laughs> the dreaded bells that are in the school systems. You know, they you have I'm not for sure what we have in Kettering, but most you know high schools, it's like a 45 minute class, you know, 45 to 50 minute class where, you know, we're just doing math during that time. If they're doing algebra during that time. And the bell rings, and then you go into a different silo. And you're then going to do, the student's then going to do 45 minutes of language arts or whatever. That, in the elementary, doesn't exist. We don't, we're not run by bells. And in the so that really promotes that integration of all of the content area. And that's why it's pretty exciting in the elementary levels to be able, we, we're not going by the bells. Give us an example of how STEAM helps in tearing down those silos. So the state of mind is really big in tearing down the silos because it's very hard sometimes to um, visualize because we grew up in silos, you know. Our, that's what we known for 100 years in the educational system. We, we did it in silos. So changing that state of mind, having a different mindset in how education in the elementary schools and, well, I wish all across even in colleges would have that STEAM state of mind where you look at the world in the view of all content areas together. Where is there, you know, solving problems and critical thinking and using the knowledge that you are, you know, and the skills you get from these content areas of core content and applying them in, you know, these STEAM settings. And it's so exciting to see that all come together where the students are doing language arts and math and, you know, social studies and science all at the same time. And they don't even know that they're actually doing science when they're Actually, you know, they think they're doing reading or sometimes the kids don't even realize that they're learning. That's what's so exciting about STEAM, too, is that they're learning and they don't even know. It. And that's what we do in the real world. So the, the, in the elementary level, being able to tear down the silos, 
when you have an integrated state of mind where you look at a, you know, your lesson and you figure out how can I pull this and how can I pull that in? What standards can I be, you know, integrated into this? The big thing that also can really help teachers is that you hear the number one reason why they can't do something or, you know, whatever is that it's time. It takes time. And the great thing there is, it's impossible, absolutely impossible for an elementary teacher to teach all the standards the way it should be taught in the amount of time that we have available to us. It's, it's, it's impossible. You can't do it. But by integrating it and teaching several content areas at the same time and standards at the same time, you can save time and, and you know and get, get it, to it accomplished. All. Yes, and get to it all. And I, I, I also hate the, when they say, well, I covered that. You know, I wish there was another verb that we could use besides covered because covering is not good enough. You know, I'm going to forget. If we just cover it, I'm going to forget it. You know, we need to get in depth. And STEAM education allows the students to really dive into and have purposeful, um, purposeful, uh, you know, learning experiences that they're going to remember. Can you, can you think of, in, um, and you've been out in the buildings now for, you know, couple school years. Can you think of an example of um, a, a teacher who kind of was able to tear down those silos and, and integrate, you know, multiple subject areas into, say, a, a lesson with students? Right. So let's just um, take the example of social emotional learning. That is a big part of what we're doing, especially at the beginning of the school year, because that's where we are right now, the beginning of school year. And so self-management, how do you manage your own behavior? And those are skills that, you know, and standards that teachers are responsible for, you know, teaching in their classroom. Well, the best way to teach self-management is actually, you know, having the students opportunities where they're going to have to manage their, you know, their behaviors and their emotions and that type of thing. And so um, this teacher and I had worked with, well, actually it was a team of teachers I worked with where we came up with, um, we integrated their social studies, science, language arts, and social emotional skills all into one, um, into one STEAM challenge. We called it STEAM challenge, where the students were challenged to engineer um, a ramp that they can um, have a car roll down the ramp, but it had to stop at the very end of the track. And so they had to manipulate the, um, the ramp at different heights and using, you know, the gravity and, you know, friction and all that stuff. Well, it sounds easy, but it's not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so the students, um, we went ahead and, um, we read a picture book that, um, it talks, the picture book is about eat Pete. Um, that was the name of the picture book. And Eat Pete basically is about this this kid who's playing and he has an imaginary friend like a monster, you know, and um, they play together. And but Pete, all Pete wants to, you know, Pete just wants to play and have somebody to play with. And they go through and they do these different um, these games. And one of the things they play with is, you know, rolling a car down a ramp and stuff. But the monster, all he wants to do is eat Pete. 
E does an E-A-T? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, E-A-T. <laughs> E-P. And so it's a great book because the monster is managing his behavior and, you know, in this playing with Pete, but after a while he loses his patience and he just eats Pete. Okay. (laughs) And the kids are all like, what? (laughs) He actually ate him. Is this okay? (laughs) Yeah. Is this okay? Well, okay. You know, eventually the monster regurgitates Pete and Pete is okay. And he's a little upset that the monster actually ate him, but the monster wasn't able to manage his behavior, but also Pete wasn't compromising and the different things. So we integrated language arts with that and we integrated where that's where the car challenge came in and we were talking about how the students had to be patient how they had to you know compromise in their ideas because they worked in teams of three they went through the engineering design process we had the whole um you know with the science with gravity and forces and friction and all of that stuff was integrated into it um, and then um, we had a writing component where they had to do these reflection, you know, questions about their experience and how they used the, how they were able to manage their behavior and their emotions and that type of thing. Um, we talked about the difference of controlling your emotions and managing where you really can't control the emotions you have because you they're just going to happen. You eat peat, but you have to you manage your emotions. Those were all the integrative factors of having some a challenge at the beginning of the school year. And it was fun. The kids loved it. They didn't realize they were learning, but they were able to use the vocabulary and stuff like that that we were promoting. It was great. I want to give a shout out to Carly and Adam. They have been creating STEM curriculum for elementary students since 2015. The idea that I came for the STEAM challenge with Eat Pete came from the STEM Teachers Club that they created. So in an effort to bring like-minded educators together to collaborate around STEM topics, they created the Elementary STEM Teachers Club Facebook group. Now, at the time of this recording, Carly and Adam have created 25 different social and emotional STEM lessons. All the lessons integrate literature and provides the printed resources needed to complete the lessons. To learn more about them and all of their wonderful resources, visit their website at www.carlyandadam.com. Now back to the podcast. So as a STEAM coach, how do you sort of change the mindset, you know, of our our educators or, uh, you know, who who might have... uh, a hard time realizing that breaking down those silos can actually be a benefit for them in the classroom in terms of what they're able to impart to their students and what they're able to teach them. How do you, how do you do that? Well, the, (laughs) it's difficult because first of all, I really love how Kettering in as a whole is starting to change the mindset. And so it is, you know, it's not just me like trying to help the teachers. We also, the administrators and the, you know, the gifted and the special ed and the speech and everybody is looking at um, the STEAM mindset. And I'm seeing this change that is occurring and it's really exciting. And so teachers are asking for permission and they're getting the permission 
to tear down the silos and to not go by. You have to do an hour and a half of reading and you have to do 90 minutes of math and then whatever. You know, I remember, I mean, you probably remember this too, where you put up a schedule, we're doing Mm -hmm. this at this time and this at this time and this at this time. Well, those schedules are starting to go away and it's more that integrate where we're doing all of this at the same time. And so I think it's changing the mindset of the entire district and then actually going in there and doing things and the teacher getting excited, seeing these, seeing their students so excited and that the students are remembering and actually retaining the, you know, what the standards that we want to, them to learn. And they're remembering a lot more than doing a workbook page or doing, you know, the whatever we've done in the past. Right. And does Coach Byrne, like, is it fun to, when you see these teachers who maybe kind of have this aha moment that this really works? Oh, my God. It really works. I mean, how fun is that for you? It's so much fun. At first, I was a little like, okay, you know, how are the teachers going to accept having somebody come in and team teach because you know a lot of teachers and we like to we like to be in control Mm -hmm. i'm sorry (laughs) we've talked about that before yep and we also um you know like our classrooms our classroom it's kind of like our home away from home and these are our children and you know to be able to have somebody come in and you know um team teach and accept the you know, like the kids as being, okay, these are our kids and, you know, it's just not my kids and, you know, being open to changing what they've done for years or maybe they're new and they're just learning. But um, it is challenging, but it's so exciting when you start seeing that change of their mind, the mindset that they are, you can almost see it when it's like, okay, I get it now. And because these kids are so excited and they want to continue that high engagement. And that's really cool. It's like, okay, hold it. They did learn science, math, language arts, writing, all in this one lesson. And it worked. And they're starting to see that. And and you you have this kind of um, phrase that the what if and that, that STEAM is so great at helping students kind of discover the what if. What do you mean mm-hmm. by that? So what if is, I mean, we, we live through our world. I mean, I mean, adults go through this. Okay, well, what if we did this? Or what if we do that? And we give the students the opportunity to explore that and imagine and, you know, um, the innovation and that kind of thing. You know, we, if we allow the kids to understand that we don't know everything and, you can ask these what if questions and it's okay and let's explore it and let's give the student a voice and let them to have more ownership in their own education what's happening um it's really awesome you know we were talking about homework earlier before the podcast we were mm-hmm. talking about homework and some of the things of this integration piece and tearing down the silos is that when you do what what, what I'm discovering and I, this was kind of something new for me I didn't you know, when I started doing this, I didn't expect this, but students start giving themselves homework. And what's so cool about that is that they're invested because, and they're 
being responsible, they end up doing it because they're responsible for their peers and they know we have to get this done in order for this to happen. And so they start saying, hey, tonight, you can you work on this part of this section? And then tomorrow we're going to add this and this and do this or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. You know, and so they're like the students have much more voice when you do that. What if and you tear down the silos and they're, you know, they can see the whole big picture of the problem solving and the integration of it. And, you know, it's it's just awesome when it all comes together. It's it's natural. It's exciting. And you have the you have the the students saying, you know, you know, you don't have to They're be asked if homework. you you don't have to ask if be asked if you have homework. You're just doing it because it's exciting and you're a part of a team and you want to make it work. And yeah, or you know, and even that's when part of the social emotional skills too is when. Um, you know, you, part of it is like sharing your talents and to asking, you know, sharing your talents and being willing to do the things that you're gifted in and, and or have these opportunities and, you know, collaboratively work on that with your other teammates. And so the kids start recognizing, hey, you're really good at art. Why don't you try to do this? Or you're really good at you know, writing and this vocabulary, why don't you do this piece? And then they become even more excited. I mean, they're, you know, okay, maybe it is their strength that we need to work on their weaknesses a little bit more. But I think it all builds, you know, um, together when they actually recognize their talents and, and it boosts their self-esteem, it makes them feel better, you know, instead of like you were talking about somebody mm-hmm. who you know very well, you know, having a meltdown on problem number three in their math workbook. You know, because it's just, okay, I'm just going to say it, it's boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's not engaging it like it to them. Yeah. So I think that's really cool about it. Yeah, and I wasn't very helpful with that either. So we'll, well, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. That might not have been my finest moment. But <laughs> we're, we're working on that. We're working on it. Working on it. I do have, Coach Byrne, a question for you. Are you ready for your question? I am ready. All right. I love these questions that come from the right. public. Now, this is from Craig, okay. and this is kind of an interesting one because you touched on this a little bit. Um, he's wanting to know, why is STEAM something that shouldn't be taught only at the high school level or just in specialized schools? Craig, that is a great question. And that's why, I mean... Really, I'm so passionate about having this in the elementary level where this, if you've ever noticed, you go to a kindergarten classroom. Now, I taught fifth grade for 26 years, and so I was scared to death at first to go into a (laughs) kindergarten classroom. Like, I have no idea what to expect. And, oh, my God, it was unbelievably wonderful because they don't have all of these parameters set up and they don't have, you know, this like, oh, I can't do it this way because I was told I can't do it this way or whatever. Talk about that. What ifs they are so open to what ifs they don't have the silos up yet. They don't, they haven't, you know, built these silos or they haven't been placed into these silos. They know how to play and they know how to be creative and how to integrate naturally. And so, um, in the elementary, when you go in, especially down in the K, kindergarten, first grade, they're just open to everything. They're sponges. 
and they think and they're, you know, they're asking all these great quality questions and all that stuff. Now, some of the questions are a little bit, you know, like, how old are you? you know? <laughs> but it's still curiosity. I mean, they're so it's curious. Is blue your about favorite everything. color because you have yeah. a blue shirt on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then as they get older, you know, somehow in our culture, those things start getting closed and these walls start building. And we start, you know, building silos. And I think in the elementary level, we have such an opportunity to keep those silos torn down, to keep every, you know, these kids curious and creative and highly enthused to learn something new and highly engaged in their learning experiences. And that can then give, you know, just keep going throughout their entire educational career and through life. The other part of it um, is that, especially in girls, that the maturity of the girls, that data will tell you that by sixth grade, they may not be conscious of it, but they've already have in their um, subconscious, I guess we could say, um, what type of career path they're going to go on. And if we don't expose them to this type of education and the sciences and the technology and the engineering and these different careers and all of that stuff in the elementary, we lose 50% of our population or they have their mindset or I don't know if call it mindset, but they're subconsciously in their mind, they've already are going with some of these more traditional female role kind of you know, um, careers. And so I really think in the elementary, they're going to be much, if we can expose the females, the girls to, you know, these um, STEAM, you know, opportunities, they're going to be more open to it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like, they can say, hey, I can do this. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm interested in this and have that in their minds. Yeah. And and, and it's not to say we don't have at least here in Kettering, and I'm sure districts are the same, STEAM opportunities at our middle school and high school levels. Um, oh, they it's do, just, yes. It's a great, that the elementary level is is a great place to really concentrate somebody with your talents and your expertise to really get in there and, and begin to do some of these things that are going to help us make STEAM um, a mindset throughout our district for, for students of all ages. So it, it's really important that, that we get in there and start doing that. And, and that's what you've been doing and, and been doing it very successfully. Well, thank you. I just, I think um, that a lot of times people think that this is too challenging for elementary and it's not. And that's why some people are like, well, they'll just do it in high school or middle school. No, we have to well, do let's it give in them the foundation elementary. and elementary, and then they'll explore it even more when they get into the secondary levels. Hundred yeah. percent, yes, absolutely, awesome. Thanks, Burn. Hey, thank you, Carrie. I wish we had more time, but I could talk forever, as you know. I know that, and you know what? <laughs> why don't we save it for next time? And okay. why don't you let our folks yeah. know when that? So be? our next podcast is going to be about um, the growth mindset. And that is a really exciting topic. Um, It's been around for a while, but 
we really need to, it's really an integral part of STEAM education. And so we'll be talking about that. And so get ready for that interesting conversation. Sounds great. All right. Thank you, Karen.